Ariana has spoken. I wondered when I saw that she was, because I don't, I'm not, I don't call her daddy isn't my like kind of cup of tea. Like I don't really need to talk about relationships and stuff, although maybe I should be because I'm a mess there. But I don't, I don't know what her brand is over there. And clearly she has experience with cheating. And so this is up her alley. She knew all the questions to ask. And Ariana just appeared so collected. And it's so evident the therapy she's had because she had such a language and a grasp on what was happening in this crazy thing that's happened to her. So she's kept her wits about her, that's for sure. But yeah, let's let's dive into this a little bit more on this episode of She Speaks Bravo. And in case you missed it, I launched a second podcast, She Speaks It All with Emily Hanks, talking about all the other TV that I watch that's not Bravo related. You can check that out uh, at the link in the description or also anywhere you get your podcasts. And merch, merch has been dropped. Uh, Merch link will be in the description. Really, really happy with the store. Really happy with the stuff. Thank you guys. Anyone who already bought something, thank you so much. I hope you love it. And that is enough plugging for me. Let's get into this psychoanalysis of Ariana. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. I mean, look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I'm a complete mess. What is this, honey? I love that. I'm Emily. Every week, I recap the latest episodes of your favorite Bravo shows, from Housewives to Vanderpump Rules. We need to get more cosmopolitan. So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. So with the Howie Mandel, Tom Sandoval interview, I took notes. I took notes like I was watching an episode of um, Vanderpump Rules because when someone is gaslighting you, like Tom Sandoval was and 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 deceiving and lying and it was just so absurd that interview i had to like i i had to go through each and every single point it was evident as soon as ariana started talking that i she's it was it's this is a different experience this is someone who has processed she's still very new in the process you can feel you can feel it's like if someone has a if someone gets cut and they're bleeding and then that stop then the, then the bleeding stops and then it's like starting to scab. She's in the scab phase. The scab hasn't fallen off yet. It's just it's how it's it's a it's so much to process. And she's still going to have even more realizations about what happened in the relationship, what she what she allowed from him because I feel like with the way this has gone down with the deception with all the and I'll get into all the stuff she's found out even since the reunion but the beyond the cheating she was 
she let Tom get away with quite a lot of stuff that she wouldn't um, normally have. However, though, what I've learned from this is we never saw them fight. And so when she's talking about them fighting, I'm like, I can't even like picture it. Like I'm having such a hard time even picturing the moment Ariana found the video, the FaceTime, and then like was yelling at him. Because even her describing it, she doesn't describe yelling at him. She talks about it very calmly. And even when she she says at one point he takes her phone and he's walking down the street with her phone. And I was like, wait, what? But then it turns out she said, I'm going to put this all over Twitter. And I'm like, oh, okay, there we go. <laughs> there we go. But I can't even picture her being that like not in control. And we learned a lot about that tendon, her perfectionist tendencies, her need to be the kind of perfectly together person because what she's discovered is that her dad would often not come home. And there's a similarity there where it's like, if I do this perfectly, then they'll want to stay. So she's still going to uncover like more details in the relationship, like patterns of behavior and things like that, because that's going to be after this scab falls off and is healing and it's just like a little tiny mark. Because right now it's just dealing with getting through all of the the times that she was existing in this reality. Like, here we go. I'm fine. We're fine. Having to backtrack and play that life through. Like, wait a minute. All of that was not real. All of that was while he was having an affair with her already. And that's enough of a mindfuck. So she's getting the right therapy clearly because she's not blaming herself at all and i know that the tendency online uh is to say well the relationship wasn't perfect yeah but like no relationships are it's like no one is saying i didn't want her in that relationship anymore period like before any of this happened i was like get out of there get tom is the worst but it doesn't it doesn't excuse what happened so this would have been a lot longer of a process and she gets into that too so let me just start with I'll go through, go through my notes she she tells the whole story of like how she found out and all that all of that stuff the uber ride home from the tom tom show with, <laughs> with the uber driver hearing everything and she said, I like how they stopped to get cigarettes. And she says to the Uber driver, like, are you hearing this? <laughs> what I would give to know if that guy knew who any of these people were and was like, oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. The luck. The luck of some Bravo fan who happens to do Ubers sometimes and they get that. Because they just took a risk. They took quite a risk doing that. But... Uh, Alex asks her if she would have believed, like, like she obviously she was she heard it from Katie and from and from Lala, and admittedly those people were not super close to her and to the group, so it, it's harder to believe it. And she did say, "I would have believed it though if it was brought up to me off camera." And she says, "Quote that's something that my close friends would have done." Okay. Okay. That's a big statement, I thought. 
That's a that's some that's a that's a thing to say. Like Katie, if you really meant that, why didn't you tell me off camera? Her reasoning for this is very interesting. All of her time on the show, part of shooting this amazing show, Vanderpump Rules, they know that they need content. Excuse me. And she wondered if the you know Tom and Raquel stuff was just kind of that, just content. And that really made sense. You know, turning because everyone sort of turns something into a storyline, right? Or something into a topic. And she's like, okay, now they're going to be coming for me and for Tom because now they've seen this happen. And now we're going to be this like point of conversation just for the next episode or something. Like they'll do like a whole story arc of that or maybe the whole season. Obviously, little did she know. But this is just what's happening in her head. That I can buy. That I can buy. That's like the reason she's there defending them on camera is because she's on camera. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to let you guys have this scene where we do this. No. And that's ride or die, man. So, but yeah. Why didn't they tell her off camera? You know, like why didn't Lala and Katie? They're so well trained on Vanderpump Rules. Uh, The producers over at Reality Bites pod they are the ones who said this. Like, the the Vanderpump Rules cast will do the thing that you're supposed to do. Where, like, you do not talk in between filming. And even though that's so absurd in real life, during filming, that's what you do. Because then it's real. It's organic. And Ariana said that she would have liked if maybe they had said something before and said, you know, I'm going to be bringing this up. But I do think this is real. I thought, well, that's so funny. Like... <laughs> they would have said to you, I think this is real. I'm going to be bringing this up on camera. You guys would have had a whole conversation about it. And then they would have brought it up again on camera. It just really shows how much she has been hiding with Tom. You get very practiced hiding a shitty boyfriend. I I, I did. I stopped telling people all the stories about my ex. I stopped I stopped because I could hear myself saying the things that had happened. I'm like, ooh, I. the only real response here would be, you should leave him. And if you're not ready to hear that, you just stop talking about them completely. Because it was, for me, honestly, it was like a lost cause. Ariana, it was not a lost cause. And then she talks about, because they asked about, asks about her sex life, their sex life. And Ariana kind of dances around this a little bit, but when she explains what why Tom, why it was hard for her with Tom specifically is that she would feel like it wouldn't be that he wanted to have sex with her specifically. He just wanted to have sex. And I, she's not wrong. We've watched him say that it would be totally justified when Jax cheated if Brittany and him weren't having sex. Like, what do you expect, Ariana? Like that type of thing. We've seen him do that. Um, so she says that she would try to get him to comment on something specific about her. And isn't it just so narcissistic of Tom not to be able to compliment somebody? But it's interesting because we've we had remember when she cut her hair short, the epic haircut, and she said that Tom loves it and would compliment it. That, like, that's the only real thing. Or then she says that when she would be, like, naked and changing, he would say, nice outfit. 
So <laughs> I don't know how you expect her to be getting all turned on and wanting to fuck you if that's how you're talking to her. That sounds like some guy who's awkward and uncomfortable and doesn't want to see me naked. Doesn't that sound like if someone said that about me and that was the only compliment and she's literally saying I'm trying to, to, I'm feeding him things like people compliment my ass sometimes. Do you like it? And he's like not able to say anything. So this guy's been blaming Ariana for them not having a good sex life, yet he's done nothing to make it a good sex life. Typical. Typical. And it is also, this is brought up very smartly, that it's often blamed on the woman. We've seen it online a million times. Well, they weren't having sex. What did you expect? Well, not that. He should have broke. He's, it's like, I'm miserable. I can't do this anymore. For me, I'm done. I'm out of this relationship. That's it. Right? The therapist that she was, she's been seeing a therapist for years and her voice in her head that she has to like talk back to will say that she's not good enough. She's not good enough. So the sex thing became like, is this me? Is this something I'm doing? But then the therapist literally told them both, it's a him problem, not a you problem. So let's not even, excuse me, let's not even go there. So Tom, Tom's partying too. What the hell is wrong with this man? He Okay, so my sister has been on a binge. She has never rewatched Vanderpump Rules, which is just wild to me because I've watched it maybe 8,000 times. So she went on a binge from seasons one all the way up to now. And so sometimes I'll come out in the living room and she's watching it, which is just obviously amazing. But last season was what she, she finally caught up and was watching last season. And just from last season, he looks 10 years older. Like, what happened to him? The partying. Bro. The partying. And now he's partying with younger girls. Raquel. And I think it was, yeah, it was, a, it was the Southern Charm reunion. This past one. And they were teasing Olivia because she didn't like to go out late or something. And Leva's like, that's normal. And maybe that's why you guys date 21-year-olds. I was like, ooh, nailed it. <laughs> accurate you know because like no going out she's saying ariana by no means doesn't go out okay she's at festivals she's at concerts she's at clubs doing she's out but she's like during the week just for no reason no event no birthday just like going out to just get drunk no i'm like we all know what that we saw it on vanderpump rules when they would just go to each other's houses and get wasted that's over. So get over it. And then she's asked, how does she feel now about how the relationship started with, you know, Kristen and her and Tom and the whatever? And she finally answered it the way I've been dying for people to, to hear it. And that is, she says, I think it just goes to show that that's just what he does. She said, I trusted him. I trusted, you know, it, Kristen herself has admitted that our their relationship was super toxic. So I trusted our friendship at first because it was just a friendship at first. And I believed him when he was like, this relationship's pretty much done. 
There are absolutely ways in which I can say, mm, Ariana, you bent some rules there. Uh, you saw firsthand with your own eyes them together and you were denying that you kissed him. Like, you know that he was doing that with Kristen. However, she probably believed that she was special, that he had just some connection with Ariana, like no other connection, and got swept up in it. Saw that that relationship was so over and done because it was like the difference with Ariana and Tom is she was unaware that it was so over and done. A relationship being in a slump isn't like Kristen and Tom were in the early seasons of Vanderbump Rules. Kristen and Tom were, by the way, we got to Kristen and Tom, what was that, year six or something of their relationship? I don't even know, but deep into it. And they, all of them, the cast was like, they are always fighting. So it had been bad and we saw it bad. So it's it was never a healthy relationship. It wasn't like basically a marriage. And the difference here is that Tom chose someone that was also very, very close with Ariana. It's where Ariana actively hated the entire cast except for Sheena. I hate having to keep making these parallels and these differences. We also didn't watch Ariana, I'm sorry, like Jax and Kristen when they hooked up. We didn't watch them like sneaking around having an affair on camera. So it's even stranger to us to be like, this was all, he lied to all of us. He lied to the entire audience, to the crew, to Ariana, and like let her be like, here I am in a scene with my boyfriend. Meanwhile, he's like winking at Raquel. So it, the layers of inhumanity behind this one go even further. But she doesn't, you know, deny that it happened that way. But it's let's blame Tom for that. Because once you when you get a connection like that and that guy's doing that shit that Tom does, you know, she got sucked into it. <laughs> If you love your hair, if you love your skin, I don't know what you're doing not using Kitsch. Kitsch takes all of that hair care, skin care to the next level. Because if you didn't know, you don't want to be sleeping on nasty, dry, chafy pillowcases. That's horrible for your skin and for your hair. It causes wrinkles. It causes damage to your hair, breakage. Also towels, hair towels. When I found out we should not be using regular towels on our hair, ah. Oh, I have never looked back. Scrunchies, you should never use just a plain old hair tie. It should be covered in something like satin, vegan cruelty-free satin. Thank you, Kitsch. Beauty does not stop once you're done with your shower routine, your nighttime routine, your morning routine. It is when you are sleeping. It's when you're running around. So Kitsch makes all of those products so that you feel and look beautiful and are protecting yourself against damage and aging morning, noon, and night. They started in 2010 by, get this, selling hair ties door to door. Remember when we did door to door? And they just had a hustle and a dream. And now they're sold in over 20,000 retail locations. Self-funded, female-founded. I mean, Let's give it up. We always want to support female-founded businesses. Their best sellers are the satin pillowcases, caps, and eye masks, and they just launched the most chic, the chicest 
colors for spring for those pillowcases. Let's get into what they're most known for, their heatless satin curling rollers. Now this, this is a TikTok craze. You got people throwing out those like $600 curling irons for these things. Don't settle for knockoffs. Kitsch, they invented these curling rollers, okay? They started it. They are the pioneers of heatless, damage-free hair care and beauty. They started the craze. Kitsch does also make rice water shampoo bars and it helps, that helps with like overall hair growth and density. And there's rosemary scalp oil that is really good for scalp health and hair strength from root to tip. Right now, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash she speaks. That's right. 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash she speaks. One more time, mykitsch.com slash she speaks for 30% off your entire order. Then she addresses Tom saying that the house was a Band-Aid. And this was like news to Ariana. And Ariana says, you know, if, if I had known that, I would have said, well, let's work on our relationship before we then buy a house. Because Ariana is not af- afraid of that. Tom has always been afraid of looking at himself. Tom deflects all type of responsibility, which is so ironic that he always says that's what Ariana does. Ariana never apologizes. She never fucking says sorry. She never fucking says I'm right. Because you're probably never right, Tom. Okay? But for her, she wouldn't have ever bought a house as a Band-Aid. That's just him making his own proclamations, declarations, whatever, to try to, I feel like he, he thinks that, well, it, it is working. Some people are like, I mean, I get it, you know, if they're unhappy. No, no one says people shouldn't have, they shouldn't have broken up. But to say it was a Band-Aid, they bought the house years ago. She's like, uh, I would not have known that. And I also did not realize, I, even though I did realize, but I didn't realize, that they got into that couples therapy after he was full blown into the affair. So here's my thing. Here's what I think is happening with with what Tom was doing with with the couples therapy. I think Tom was doing the like recipe for healthy breakup. Uh, prototype like here we go i'm gonna have the conversations on camera and i'm gonna have proof of it like right ariana we're not doing well right this isn't going well then he says all right remember how we've been talking about couples therapy mind you she's in therapy so it's not like she would be opposed to this and she probably wanted to do couples therapy so that she could talk about her problems that she has specifically with him with the neutral party so that that person could tell him that he was an idiot but anyway So he does the couples therapy because then it's like proof. We tried couples therapy and couples therapy didn't work. However, couples therapy ends up working. And this part made me sad because he had said on Howie Mandel that she she started showing more effort or something. And that effort was her partying and like being fun, hot party girl. Isn't that sad? That is sad that she had to... Like, stay up late, drink, and have a hangover just to make her boyfriend happy. You know? Bullshit. 
But Tom thought, okay, so in his mind, he's like, okay, I had the conversations. I've had the other conversations with Schwartz as well, where Schwartz is totally co-signing that this relationship sucks. Cool. But now we're in couples therapy. We tried. We tried couples therapy. Didn't work. Oopsies. I tried it. And guys, right? Don't you just think he was waiting for Ariana to say, we've tried everything and it's just not working. Then when she specifically says, if you want to end this, you're going to have to break it off because I'm still committed to this relationship. That's just how it is. Like I'm, I'm in it. He's like, okay, that's not working. So then he keeps coming up with these other tactics and like stalling. And I don't know if he was ever going to be able to do it without Ariana saying, you're right, we should break up. But that wasn't going to happen. Ariana wasn't going to say that, for better or for worse. You know, and, and one could argue, if you, who wants to stay in a relationship where the guy doesn't want to be in it? But he wasn't saying he didn't want to be in it. She would say, do you want to break up? And he'd say, no, I don't. And so she was, she just thought they were in a slump. They were having a hard time. It was opening the bar. It was opening Schwartz and Sandy's. So he was waiting to do all the things so that at the reunion he could say, yeah, we, you know, we had, we, we've talked about everything. We went to couples therapy. It's just like, it was just time. Enough time passes. He starts dating Raquel. We, we forgive it. And he thought he could control that. And can you imagine if that had panned out? We still would have been disgusted. But he really was, he just did couples therapy to like, be like, check, see, we tried it. We tried that couples therapy. And he was already in an affair. How insane. You're already having an affair. And then you're like, okay, I know what I'll do. I'll go to couples therapy with her. That's nuts. And they're having fights and blow-ups in couples therapy. And he's going and going hanging out in Schwartz's house and, you know, FaceTiming Raquel or hanging out with Raquel or whatever. <sighs> She's She is saying um, all the things that we already kind of know about how it's impossible for her to give him a more active sex life when he's just being an absentee boyfriend we already kind of knew that, but it's she. It, I'm so glad she totally knows that. She probably has said that to him so many times when he says, "We need to have sex," and she's like, "I know, but I I just need some quality time with you. I don't even see you. I never see you, and then like you come home, and I'm gonna be like, "Hey, stranger, let's have sex." Like, I need some connection with you. And he's like, "Okay, well, God, let's do it." Then he never does it. Then he compl- then he like waits a couple months. He's like, we don't have sex, you know, whatever, whatever the time frame is. So she knows all of that shit. A great, I really thought it was interesting about her epiphanies with, because uh, she's doing, with the therapist that Tom got them, she was doing inner child work. So she realized that her dad didn't come home. And so it would also make her be like, I want to get straight A's. I want to be the perfect student. I want to do, I want to be perfect so that he would stay home or come home or whatever. And so she's like, wow, I was kind of doing the same thing with Tom. Like, I'll be the perfect girlfriend. Cause she was like at his fucking, how, what else do you want this woman to do? She's going to your stupid concerts all the time. What do you do for her? Nothing, literally nothing. Okay. You are gone all the time. So she fills the void with her friend Logan. And then you get pissed when you go out with them. And it's like, well, I feel like the third wheel. Well, then don't, what do you want? 
Nothing is good enough for you, Tom, because you are a narcissistic sociopath. I know I'm not allowed to diagnose him, but he really feels sociopathic. Like, you know, she was in love with the potential of the relationship. She kept saying, because uh, Alex asked great questions and she would, and she answered them beautifully. So it was a really great interview, period. Not, it's just nothing bad to say about it. Uh, but she, she said that she, she was asked if she was still happy. She's like, I was in, I was in love or I was happy in a way that I that kind of convinced myself I was okay with. And that, <laughs> I connected to that for sure. Um, I feel like she's going to look back again in a couple months even and be like, oh, wait, wow, okay, there's even more stuff I'm kind of piecing together here. Like, she set aside a lot more of herself than she realized to be in this relationship with this guy that she put up on a pedestal. She admits that when she got out of her bad relationship that was very abusive mentally, verbally, Tom felt like this huge breath of fresh air because he really was into her and liked her and thought she was hot and she loved that and it was a huge ego boost. And so I feel like she was just kind of chasing that that feeling and he wasn't really giving it to her anymore. And she really overlooked a lot with him, a lot. And she's such a badass woman and the stuff she would overlook with him was like, you're overlooking this, Ariana? Really? So she's going to look back It'd be processing for a while because now she's just processing all the lying and deceiving and cheating, but it's going to be other stuff she realizes too. I'm sure. I mean, more and more layers to it. She told this awful sad story about how on the way back home from one of the final Schwartz and Sandy's opening events, she played the song for him that had the lyrics, uh, the next six months. If we can get through the next six months, it's going to be marvelous. And she's like, I feel like such an idiot. I play, I'm here I am playing that for him and he's already sleeping with Raquel. It's like when you think of all those types of things, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think of like all the little moments that Ariana had. And also that, fuck you, Tom. Tom doing that Howie Mandel interview is even more disgusting now. Because in the Howie Mandel interview, he said that she didn't even notice he wasn't around. (laughs) That's not true. What did he say? He said, um, wouldn't you notice if your partner's just like not around and was basically saying like, how could Ariana not notice I was out cheating on her? And he meant it. I don't think in any way was he lying. He meant it. In his head, that's why I think he's a sociopath. In his head, he's like, how could she not figure out that I'm cheating on her? Duh. Like, it's her fault. It's her fault. Like, see, Ariana, you're so not you're so not good to me that I have to go do this. Do you see what you're doing to me? That was the that's the vibe from Tom. Do you see how unhappy we are that I have to go do this to you? It's not even it wasn't to her. It was for him. That's why when they had their final conversation, he wasn't like, I'm so sorry, because he's like, this wasn't about you, Ariana. This is about me. The connection I have to Raquel is just so amazing. Fucking asshole. 
Support for today's episode comes from OneSkin, and I've been eyeing this company for a while because they're all about not just reducing the visible signs of aging, but the root causes of aging. They were founded by a team of four female PhD level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience. They got an essential face moisturizer, eye topical supplement to firm, and a topical body supplement to keep your body moisturized so skin doesn't just look younger and healthier, but it functions like younger and healthier skin. But how, you may ask. I'm about to sound real smart. OneSkin's products are formulated with their OSO1 peptide as the primary active ingredient to support the skin's ability to resist the effects of intrinsic and extrinsic aging factors. Huh? Their flagship product, OSO1 Face, is clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier and improve key skin health markers, meaning signs of aging are significantly diminished. Thank God. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with our code, SheSpeaks at OneSkin.co. Now, I'm so bummed because I got a chemical peel two days ago now. So I can't use any new products on my face until I'm done peeling. But clearly you can tell I care a lot about my skin. So I didn't get this product until after I got my chemical peel. So I can't use it on my face yet. So what's caught my eye about this company is when they say root causes of aging. I'm like, you mean I can go back in time and change my life decisions? No? Oh, something different? Okay. Because most skincare available on the market is designed to provide a temporary reduction in visible signs of aging, addressing just like the surface symptoms, right, of an underlying decline in skin health. I'm going to sound smart again. They were able to leverage their in-house cutting-edge R&D platform and were able to measure the efficacy of age reversal molecules in the lab. I just said a lot of big words. By staining skin samples in the lab and analyzing changes to the skin's genetic data before and after exposure to the OSO1 peptide, one skin scientist found that the OSO1 peptide reverses skin's biological age by reducing the number of senescent cells by up to 50%. I'm about to look 25 OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. OneSkin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time to get started with your new face, eye, and body routine at a discounted rate today. Get 15% off with the code she speaks at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code she speaks. We only have one body one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. Okay, hold up. Wait a minute. This week's sponsor, Wild Grain. I I have a real true personal endorsement, a story to tell you guys. A few days ago, we had company coming over and Wild Grain sent me a box of their delicious pastries, pastas, and breads. And I haven't gone through it all. And we had this delicious loaf of sourdough still in there. So we had company coming over. I threw it in the oven. 
Y'all, we looked like the hostess with the mostesses because everyone walking in was like, what are you baking? What are you doing? We're like, oh, just bread. Just, just baking some bread. Don't you, don't you bake bread? You don't bake? Well, we do. We bake bread. Cause the thing with wild grain, it's the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Baking from frozen is the key. Who, who thinks ahead? If you, if I thought ahead and thought out something, well, that's, that's the kind of planning I'm not doing. People were coming over in an hour and I was like, we could put bread in the oven and we made it nice. And unlike your typical supermarket bread, wild grain uses a slower fermentation process so that it's easier on your belly. It's lower in sugar and it's rich in nutrients and antioxidants. So you have to eat it because it's good for you. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, and you'll, you don't run, run the risk of getting bored with wild grain. They're constantly adding new and seasonal, limited time special items to try. Plus, for every new member, wild grain donates six meals to the Greater Boston Food Bank, so you can eat good and do good at the same time. All you have to do is sign up at wildgrain.com slash she speaks and choose which type of box you want to receive and how often. It's super easy to reschedule, skip, or cancel. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks to start your subscription. You heard me. Okay. Free croissants in every box. Plus $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks. That's wildgrain.com slash she speaks. Or you can use promo code she speaks at checkout. Raquel and Tom FaceTimed Ariana when she was in Florida after her grandma died. FaceTimed her. Hi, I spent the night last night. Wow. It's like they probably had conversations like, well, we can't make it obvious that something's happened. So like, what would we normally do? We act like nothing happened. Like, you know, we would just, you know, call and be like, hey, and you know, they did. Ariana was in Florida because her grandma died. And they did that. Wow. I just know. No heart. Tom's claims. This is about Tom's claims about, I tried to break up with her all these times. She, she goes, he's talking about the conversations that we filmed. Plus another scene that didn't make it to air where they, that's where they decided to go to couples therapy at the end of the scene. So I'm like, okay, whoa. he really made it seem like he's been trying and trying and trying and like, you guys don't see it, but oh my God, I was, I've been trying and trying. This chick won't let me dump her. You're talking about the staged scenes that you put on camera so that we could see it, so that you could, like, get us against this relationship. I, uh, that is what you're talking about? That's number one. So, okay, that's that doesn't count. And they didn't look like breakup conversations. They looked like couples having conversations about how to improve their relationship. Well... I shouldn't say that because Tom didn't look like he was doing that. Tom looked like he was being an idiot. Mm, 
And Ariana looked like she was trying to have that kind of a conversation. Ariana has the language to have those kind of conversations. Tom looked like he was absolutely setting her up. But it didn't look like he was setting her up to break up with her. Well, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, it didn't – the words coming out of his mouth were not, I'm breaking up with you, Ariana. And she was like, no. That's not what happened. Dude. So, okay. They had just had their fucking anniversary in January. They were having sex in January. So, but okay, fine. Fine, he's going to be like, well, that's not enough. Okay, having sex like twice in January is not enough. And I, I didn't remember he referenced something on Valentine's Day, but she talks about it. And they had been out and they, she said they were wasted when they got home. And that's when he starts to have this conversation. And... It, it sounded like a breakup conversation. And then he says at one point, I think I'm having a midlife crisis. And she's like, yeah. Uh, but this is when Ariana did say, I will quit the show. I'm going to deactivate my Instagram. I'm going to whatever. And Tom didn't like that. Now, see, I was not opposed to her having said this. I know that we stopped, we stopped believing shit that Tom said, but I wasn't opposed to her making that choice. And she says, like, I didn't want to do this, like all the show stuff without him. I, and, which is crazy to think that she would have gone through it alone. Like she would have left and we would have been stuck with just Tom. But she, she was like, I, 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 that's my dream has always been to live in the French countryside. And this, if we were going to break up, I didn't want to like go get an apartment in Studio City by myself and like do what everyone else had done. I wanted to just be like, fine, if my life's going to be different, I wanted it to be drastically different. And the reason Tom didn't want her to do that is because it would have made him look bad. Because if Ariana did that, it would have been like, oh my God, you kicked her off the show or you pushed her out or something. It is, he, has, he was so fucking controlling. He's like, that's not in the script I wrote out for this whole thing, okay? And Charlie went on Nick Vial, Nick Vale, whatever, and said that they total Tom and Raquel think they're the Brad and Angelina. They do. They think they're the Brad and Angelina. And they are not. She was not going to kill herself, though. She said that. This conversation lasted hours, and in no way did it appear as if I was saying, I'm going to kill myself. And that's really disgusting that she didn't say that. And he – I knew the second he said that to Sheena in that scene, I knew in my gut that he just said that to try to win the scene. He said that to be like, and what do you got now? And Sheena had something for him. She sure did. But I knew that's what it was. I knew it. It was a rough conversation they had that Valentine's, but it ended with, let's keep talking about this. And it kept going for a few days. Like they kind of kept picking up the fight. Like this is a lot sucks. This is harsh. And this is right about around when the show was premiering. Um, she did tell him that though. She said, she's, I did say, if you want to end this, you're going to have to be the one to end it because I'm committed. I'm, she's like, I'm actually thinking that we're finally having this really great 
honest conversation for the first time ever in our relationship. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Like we can, if we, if we can get through this and like kind of power through this, we got this like for sure. But obviously that was <laughs> not his plan. She thinks now the open relationship rumor came from Tom himself. And she knows that Raquel told a mutual friend of theirs that Tom had said that. So get your girl in order. Excuse me. She says, and I'm telling you, we could, I would spend dollars for this. She said the conversation with Tom was so much worse. He said worse things. It's, she couldn't really name much worse things than this. She said, he's like, I'll keep taking her to the house like I always do. And I'm like, that's not the worst thing. I'm sure there were way more, but she probably couldn't think of it off the top of her head. But I'm like, give me the unedited footage. Give us all the unedited. They could make a killing off the unedited footage and like selling it. Like to pay to stream it or something. Regarding the allegations that they're different on camera or off camera, sorry. She says that no one in their inner circle would say anything like that. And she's like, if you were to interview Logan or Brad or even Sheena, they wouldn't say that. And I was like, I hate to do this. I really do. I really, really do. But um, I'm not totally sure that your group of friends at this point has the best grasp on what's really happening. Honestly, I know that's not even meant to be shade. It's just that they've all been kind of co-signing each other's behavior for so long and like this pod of like happiness, but it's all, you know, it's like you're not maybe checking each other enough because you love each other so much, which is great. But I think what's, because what was being presented to the audience was their relationship was pretty damn near perfect, except with a few tweaks here and there. Um. However, they did have some arguments on camera and they did disagree for sure. They just didn't let it linger. And maybe that was the resentment. Like when Jax says something, it's like, okay, Jax, you're also pissed off because every time you get on camera, you fuck up and have to answer for it. And so they're not going to be as stupid as you are. But like Katie's saying that and Lala's saying that. I... I don't think it was meant to be – she wasn't mad at them either, for the record. Like, she wasn't mad at them either. I just think that they might – having the perspective, you know, like, they might have seen some other stuff. I'm not counting Jacks. I'm not counting Jacks. But Katie was with them, you know. She just didn't go out to, like, all the festivals and stuff. But, like, you get enough of a sense and you also – so I just think there's there's something to be said for that a little bit. How many times did Tom cheat? Well, she did get a DM years ago about him hooking up with someone's friend in San Diego, which he, of course, denied. But obviously, she's like, that probably happened. She's pretty sure, she's 99.9% .9 sure she knows who the other, like that one time that Tom said, and I'm dying to know who. I bet I can find out. I bet I can figure out who they think it is. She has been finding out things in the last month that have shocked her. Like taking her home to St. Louis. She didn't know that at the time that they filmed the reunion, which sucks. Um, but then she says she does not think anything has happened with Billy because she trusts Billy wouldn't do that. Well, then, a little endorsement for Billy? Didn't see that coming. 
didn't see that coming and I don't trust it. However, knowing that Ariana is not mad at Billy does make the posting of her dog not so upsetting because this whole time I'm sitting here thinking that it was her like sleeping with Sandoval and then posting the dog. So we might owe Billy an apology. Oops. I like I, I don't know. I'm still a little I'm still uncomfortable with it. There was a lot of partying at the house. What a nightmare. Oh my god, what a fucking nightmare. They'd be partying and drinking and Ariana would need to go to bed because she had shit to do. But Raquel didn't and she would be able to stay up. And then Ariana would get messages, texts from the neighbor, like, can you turn it down? And Ariana would have to, like, go downstairs, be like, turn it down. What a fucking nightmare. Oh, that's so not fun at all. At all. And obviously she knows now what was happening, but it's like... She just wouldn't have thought anything of it. It's not that weird. And their big group of friends for people to like kind of go off. Like Charlie was talking about this a lot on Nick's podcast saying, you know, our group, it's a big group of people that party together. It's not that weird if like, so someone wants to go to bed. So then we all start hanging out with this person. She's like, my boyfriend's gone over to Tom and Ariana's house and hung out with like just Ariana before. And it's like, none of that's weird. It's not abnormal. So unfortunately the wrong two people or in the mix. Raquel just sent a text apology, but I guess what the fuck was she going to do? I mean, what do we expect from her? Ariana is seeing the comments, you know, like, well, she wasn't perfect. And Ariana says exactly what I've been trying to say. I don't have to be. You don't have to be, like, victims aren't perfect. Victims are often imperfect, and that's why they're not believed. And I'm not saying, Ariana is a victim. But, She's like, I was a committed partner in a relationship and I could, I could go through like, I could have been less trusting and more paranoid, but I wouldn't go back and change anything that I did because then she'll start to kind of go nuts. She's like, I did the best I could and he's the one who messed it up. And I think that's what people keep missing. It's like, well, the relationship wasn't good. What did she expect? And people really think that Tom and Raquel are in love. I'm like, what? They're already like, there's already issues. She think the plan, that Tom's plan, Tom and Raquel's plan is pretty much what we've what we've all been saying. Like, break up with her before the reunion, get to the reunion, talk about the breakup, and like how you know they they love each other no matter what. But then next season, it's like introducing Raquel slowly into the mix, like. Hey, what would you think about me maybe dating Raquel? I mean, he was already like going off about how Schwartz should be able to hook up with people in the friend group because we know why. So. Ew, the Watch What Happens live appearance with Schwartz where he kept being like all weird and like covering his mouth and looking at Sandoval. That, that night, I guess, Raquel was in the hotel, was like hiding in the hotel. Ew. Ew. Oh, my God. Wow. And Tom, so Tom was going through, he, the lengths this man went 
to lie and to cover this up. He was using other people's credit cards and would Venmo them later so that she couldn't track it. And she actually feels she feels bad. She's like, I'm pissed that he put those people in that position because they couldn't say no, really. And she's right. You know, it's it's one thing. It's it's very different having it really in your face uh, and being like, no, this is wrong versus just talking about it, you know. So she she doesn't blame the network of people that helped, which then led to like, was the band one big cover up so he could do this whole affair? And then it was like, Ariana goes, I mean, I don't know. Has the band gotten worse or and they both laugh like, girl. No, the band has always been terrible. You've just had love goggles on and have supported this man through every stupid thing that he's done. And that's what I'm saying. She's going to start going back through at the further away she gets from it. She's going to start going back through and be like, wow, I, I really just like put on a happy face for things I don't necessarily like. Like she's probably going to learn how to really stay true to what she genuinely loves and wants. You know, that's probably, that's going to be her big takeaway, I think. She does not think Lisa knew the whole time. They dress him like fan theories because this is what I've been saying. Uh, she would have brought it up during principal, principal photography as opposed to having to borrow a crew from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills to film it. And like, this is a nightmare for production, which is why I, I wasn't against the idea of production maybe knowing and not wanting to step in and be like, hey, so uh, we know. But Lala has since been like, no, they they were taking them for their word. Like, that's just how this group is. We're really close. It's what we do. We all spend the night at each other's houses. Uh, and they wouldn't believe Lala when she's like, I don't know. I'm seeing something. And they're, you know, they would just put it on camera because it was good content. So I actually do believe that there was no concrete evidence of it really happening until there was. She, this is so accurate. Ariana says it's because at one point Schwartz says to her something like, I'm so sad you had to find out this way or find out like this. And she said, it's better that I found out this way because had his plan worked and I would have just like let him break up with me and been left to feel like all the feelings. Now I can just be fucking pissed and scorch the earth, you know, just be like, done <laughs> fuck you absolutely done it, it's so true because think about it like they're in couples therapy they're having all these long conversations about how he wants to break up with her and she's having to like dissect and go through all the things that she could be doing and she would have been bending over backwards and then finally if he did end things it, she would have been going through like the things she could have done and it would have been sadness and missing him. And I'm sure she admits she still misses him in theory, but no, no, it's very different now. It's like, thank you, Tom. I'm, And it. she says it was divine intervention. And she's like, I hate to say it, but it was like a lightning bolt that told me to open his phone and find that fucking FaceTime. It was like something told me to do that. It is crazy. Yeah, I just didn't – I did not realize how – um how much she had questioned him over the years, over the course of their relationship, how many times that she had like, because she said, she's, I drilled that San Diego uh, accusation in. Like, she's like, I was drilling him. Like, did you do it? 
It was a constant no. This man is a gifted liar. He's so skilled. I wouldn't say gifted. He's just a practiced liar. How about that? He's very good at it. He's got it down. That's why he would always hand the phone, hand the passwords, because he knew better. That's why when he said, normally I would delete something like that. Oh, would you? <laughs> okay. He's like, I got lazy. I didn't have time. I was just so busy. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. She uh, talks about her new guy. And I, by now, if you haven't seen on Instagram, I've posted, I'm hesitant about this new guy. I just, I'm just a little nervous about him. That's all. I want her to be happy though. And he's, I guess, given her the things that make her happy and put a smile on her face. And I don't know how to move on from something like this. And I'm not going to judge her for how she's doing it. I'm just worried that she hasn't fully processed. And if it goes on too much longer, she's in a full-blown relationship already. And I feel like maybe some solitude would be nice. Um, but I don't I don't know what this guy's giving to her, saying to her. I, I don't know. But she right now it's fun because he lives in New York and she gets to go to New York sometimes for work and has been able to see him. He just it just it's such a hard launch of the front of the relationship being like doing all this Instagram posing and PR posing and he's tagging her and everything. And I'm just I'm so wary because she's so big right now. And I'm like, OK, he just seems real comfortable. And I'm staying on alert because here's the here's the thing I'm going to say. We are team Ariana. There's no doubt about it. But Ariana has a bad picker. She's now had one really, that we know of, one really abusive, mentally and emotionally abusive ex, and then Tom. So I admit that I have the worst taste in men. But here she is jumping into something and she's like, I like this guy. He's great. And she's like, oh, we didn't start dating right away. I'm like, no one starts dating right away. You start talking. First you start talking and then you start, you know what I mean? So she's being a little defensive over it. And I just don't want, I'm just wary because... Ariana is not perfect, admittedly. So I am fearful that it was so, so fast. I want him gone. If I had it, if I had it my way, I want him to leave. I want him gone in like a week. I don't trust him. I, I don't want her getting too attached because what if it goes on another month? They're, they're in a full-blown relationship. She could do better. Okay? She could do a lot better. I just don't want her to get attached to this. Either, either he doesn't have to leave. She can just find, maybe have like another guy. I don't know. I just am very worried about her getting sucked into something. And this guy's doing the stuff that she really likes. Like, I was confused by this. She said that we'll be on the phone and then he'll be like, okay, so for five minutes of quality time on the phone, can we have that? And I'm like, wait, so you're on the phone or you're in person? And he does this. Or you're on the phone. I just got a little confused by what she meant by that, but he's saying the words that really would like, he's talked to her a lot. She said they stayed up all night the first night talking, just talking. And he knows what she wants. I'm sure she talked about what she didn't get in the relationship. I'm sure she's mentioned those things. Here he is now saying those things. It's making her feel good and I'm here for it. I love it. I'm just really nervous. Very, very nervous. It's so soon. I wish he had kept him a secret. Then I wouldn't care. 
like not i mean obviously i wouldn't know about him but it's just like he's just so he's just real happy to be in those pictures then he tagged her they went out to dinner i got a weird vibe from it he tagged her and she shared the story and uh it was like cut to me opening up my own omasaki restaurant and i was like who's gonna what why why would you say that who's gonna pay for that i i just my my the feathers are ruffled she's more popular than ever he knows what's going down. He knows he's getting photographed. His, I'm sure his private personal training business has exploded. So we are happy that she's happy for sure. But I, I stay cautious. And I want him gone. That's it. That's all. So. But yeah, there were no tears that were shed in this, in this interview. She was controlled. She had her wits about her. She knew that anything Tom has been saying that put that puts the responsibility solely on her is just bullshit. And she doesn't need to argue. It, I didn't get a feeling that she was defending herself. She wasn't trying to prove a point. She was just stating facts. And that's how you win. She wasn't talking in circles either, like the Howie Mandel. By the way, the Howie Mandel interview, like, what a mess, right? I mean, granted, I guess I got on Caller Daddy, she wasn't asking her any like counter questions, but she was, I would say this, Alex did a great job of asking. She asked questions that did still make Ariana answer some of the naysayers, but she didn't do it in a way that would make, that that was uh, attacking. You know, she would ask like, why were you happy in that relationship? Like, what was your sex life? And so Ariana was able to give us a, a really well-rounded perspective on it, but it didn't, it did not appear like she was defensive. It wasn't like she was sitting there arguing, trying to prove her point. She was just listing facts. This is how it is. She didn't lie. She didn't deny anything. She said, yes, I said that. I said I would, I, it, again, when I, when I recapped the Howie Mandel interview and got to the part where he's like, she said she deactivate her phone, you know, move out of state, not do this. I was like, so? That has nothing to do with you. How how she decides to handle her life after you guys break up has literally nothing to do with you. Literally. Especially since you're fucking her friend and you're planning on just dating her friend as soon as you're done with her. So it literally has nothing to do with you. So, um. Uh, I I I don't know if he in my gut I don't know if he would have actually followed through with the plan. I have a feeling he would have chickened out. I do. He was getting so good, if you will, at hiding it. I mean, the only reason she found it was just divine intervention. It was to open the phone. And so I d- almost don't know if he would have been able to say, no, we're done and like leave her crying and upset knowing that he may be the bad guy. Cause his whole goal was to look like I did my best. I tried my hardest and he wanted Ariana to say, we're breaking up. But she said straight up, I'm not going to say that. And you can only imagine how pissed he was when she straight up said, if you want to do, if you want this to end, you got to do it. He's like, God damn it. It's not what I was expecting you to say, but if I do some more shitty things, like if I don't come home for the next like two days, you, you want to break up? 
It's like, just admit you were trying to get her to break up with you. Instead, in the Howie Mandel interview, he's like, can you believe I would, like, not come home all the time? And, like, I would basically, like, treat her like shit. And she, like, didn't get upset about it. Like, how how could she not break up with me? I was doing all the things that would make her want to break up with me. What an idiot. Everything is all about how she she wronged him. You did this to me. This is your fault. You weren't giving me sex as often as I want. What was I supposed to do, Ariana? So she's got a good head on her shoulders. Let's just keep an eye on that guy. Okay? Got to keep an eye on him. But she's got a great group of friends. I don't necessarily trust all of their judgment, though, about men. Because, let's face it, hi, they like Tom. But now I think the group has been shook as much as it can be shooken. So hopefully they are, they know what to look out for. And if she's happy, we're happy, right? Okay. Okay. So, oh, okay. Before I wrap up, did you guys watch the Randall scandal, which is such a hilarious name? I, maybe because I've just read so many of the articles already, there wasn't really anything in there that was all that surprising because I've, I'd read the articles. Um, so it was, it wasn't super shocking. None of it was, but it was nice to put faces to some of the people that have been interviewed and quoted and to see like the poor, uh, the assistant that had to open the safe with security there because he couldn't get the safe open. And there's a fucking bag of Coke. He's like, I'm a black man. And you just set me up to basically get arrested. So yeah, Randall sucks. I have to say too about Lala. She's even since this show's the show started airing to now Lala's grown a bit. She's got, she's got a good, she's, she's really staying very self-aware and it's, it's, it's growing exponentially today. I was listening to her most recent podcast and she says at one point, um, they were talking about the scene with Tom and Raquel and how she's like, I can't believe Raquel is smiling. And she goes, ah, to be fair, I get it. Like when you're uncomfortable, maybe you smile. And she goes, I know that when I'm uncomfortable, I make sex jokes. And I thought that was, you, you do. When you get nervous, you make a weird sex joke. And I could tell it wasn't an authentic expression of you. It was you being like a little nervous. These are little tiny things that I'm noticing. And I have to remind myself that Lala is young and is learning a lot and going through a lot. And she, as much as she kind of drove me nuts being like, I don't want to talk about Scandaval anymore, but then she kept talking about Scandaval. Um, as of late, her podcast with Jess has just been very sweet and a softness is happening with Lala um, and a self-awareness that I am digging. Not like she cares, but... I, 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 will, I would definitely want to want to give that shout out. Okay, that's it. Now I got to prepare for tonight's reunion. Thank you all so much for your patience during this time. I know that my episodes have not been perfectly on schedule. It has been nuts trying to find an apartment. I had no idea it would be this bad. I'd spent two and a half hours today just driving around trying to look for apartments, uh, like calling numbers, meeting with people. And then it just the rent in L.A. is criminally high. 
And in LA, it's all about location. So I can't be living in certain parts. I'm like, this is what I can afford here? Okay. So it's been real depressing. But I know I will find the right place. Like that right place will happen. I hope. But anyway, between that, covering all of the normal She Speaks Bravo stuff, and then also launching the second podcast and then launching the merch store, it was just a very busy few weeks. Now that I've got everything launched and I can just focus on making episodes the normal way, hopefully I won't be as behind um, until, of course, I get up to actually having to move because that's, oh, God, nothing fun about this. I just need like a million dollars to solve all my problems. Anyone who said money can't buy you happiness was already like born rich or something and doesn't know what it's like to be poor. Anyway, I'm going to see you guys very soon. I'm recording this today on Wednesday, May 24th, and tomorrow uh, tomorrow PNL. We're going to be recording Vanderpump Rules Reunion Part 1, so I will see you very soon. I hope you're doing well. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.